Welcome to the Sugar Switch Podcast, featuring Kathy Orman, health coach and author of The Sugar Switch. This is the number one short, sweet, and to-the-point podcast all about sugar and your health. You'll discover how to kick the sugar, eliminate cravings for good, completely reverse pre-diabetes, increase your energy, and lose weight, look good, and feel great. As well, you'll be empowered to reduce your risk for serious health issues. And now, here's your host, Kathy Orman. Hello and welcome. This is part four in the episode series about EMF energy. In this segment, we'll explore information about the new upcoming 5G network. This episode may end up being a little longer than most as it contains a lot of information about 5G. Even so, it barely scratches the surface of this huge topic. Here's what this episode's all about. First, we'll talk about 5G and then the 5G rollout. Then I'll tell you about one recent 5G study deemed a landmark study. And we'll get into information currently known about the effects of 5G. Let's talk about 5G. 5G is a marketing term that stands for the fifth generation of wireless access. Looking at wireless history, 1G was where cell phones got started. With 2G, we were able to text. 3G was all about online connectivity. And 4G has been all about speed. With each successive network, higher frequencies are being used as well as smaller wavelengths. Now there are so many more users coming online that 4G has almost reached its capability limit. Plus, users are wanting more and more data on their cell phones and devices. The new 5G wireless network will be able to handle 1,000 times more traffic, and it is hyper-fast when it comes to connectivity and speed. 5G will be up to 10 times faster than 4G. My understanding from the research I've been doing is that the 4G network will not be going away. 5G will not replace 4G. It will be in addition to the 4G network. That means that we will have even more EMF radiation surrounding us all the time. 5G is planned to be the foundation for virtual reality, VR, autonomous driving, the Internet of Things, and much more in the future. Things are not static in the world of wireless technology. They're already talking about 6G. Let's compare the radio frequency of the 4G network to the incoming 5G network. The 4G network uses under 6 GHz, which is under 6,000 MHz, on the radio frequency spectrum. The 5G network uses from 30 GHz to 300 GHz, which is 30,000 to 300,000 MHz on the radio frequency spectrum. 5G uses shorter bandwidth or shorter millimeter wavelengths, which is known by the abbreviation MMW. The smaller wavelengths, MMW, used in 5G do not travel as far as longer wavelengths. They're absorbed by trees and buildings. They are known to penetrate human tissue like your skin up to 2 millimeters deep. It is disseminated by sweat glands in the skin and absorbed by the cornea of the eye, which can potentially lead to health issues. Trees absorb or stop the transmission of MMW waves. MMW is known to increase cellular stress, suppress immune system functioning, increase harmful free radicals, increase learning deficits, and possibly increase bacterial antibiotic resistance. 
To transmit these smaller waves, small cell emitters, also called cells, are used. In order for the 5G network to function at peak efficiency, the emitters have to be placed within close proximity and within line of sight. That means that a high number of emitters have to be used and trees would have to be cut down because trees absorb or stop the transmissions. According to telecom companies, emitters will need to be placed every three to eight houses for maximum efficiency. This translates into an extremely high level of EMF radiation emissions, likely to exceed the current emission safety limits, the upper danger limit, in Canada, the United States, and other countries. We are not normally exposed on a daily basis to pulsating smaller millimeter wavelengths, MMW, like the ones that are being artificially produced and used in 5G. That spectrum of wavelengths are above the 8 GHz range and include waves that are normally filtered out by the Earth's magnetic field. With 5G, everyone will be exposed to much greater levels of these pulsating wavelengths, which has never been done before. Keep in mind, this is pulsed radiation, which is erratic and irregular. When pulsed radiation is applied continuously, or for dozens of hours every week, or thousands of hours every month, it has a damaging cumulative effect over time. Note the continuous wavelengths, which are not pulsed, have good therapeutic effect and are used in modern medicine. The effects on human health, when consistently exposed to pulses of the 5G wavelengths, have not been adequately studied. There is initial evidence that indicates it is likely dangerous. More on that in a couple of minutes. Let's talk about the 5G rollout. Rollout of 5G technology and the 5G wireless network was downplayed and started very quietly behind the scenes during the two and a half years of the COVID-19 pandemic. When so many people started to work remotely from home because of the imposed mandates, it became a powerful incentive and motivation for industry regulators to move the 5G network forward very quietly. Thousands of 5G towers were built in major cities in many countries around the world. The 5G rollout is still ongoing and it will probably take a few years to completely accomplish. 5G cell towers are shorter than the regular tall cell towers. The emitters are smaller and there will be more of them. They could possibly be installed on existing infrastructure such as streetlight standards. Using existing infrastructure, like streetlight standards, is not only convenient, but it will enable the 5G cell towers and antenna ports to be placed very close to homes, schools, and businesses. This will make it almost impossible to avoid high EMF emissions and high risk of elevated levels of oxidative stress that can lead to many health issues, including heart issues, anxiety, depression, and Alzheimer's. The 5G rollout is a worldwide collaboration between the largest corporations, the corporate telecommunications industry, and the federal governments globally. Their goal seems to be focused much more on corporate interests than on public health and safety. Let's talk about one recent 5G study deemed a landmark study. There is one landmark study that was done by one concerned government in the United States. From September 2019 to October 2020, a study was done by a legislative commission of the state of New Hampshire. 
The purpose was to study the environmental and health effects of evolving 5G technology. The 13 members of the commission had backgrounds in physics, engineering, electromagnetics, epidemiology, biostatistics, occupational health, toxicology, medicine, public health policy, business, and law. One of the members was a representative from the wireless industry. The Commission was asked to answer eight specific questions. I am quoting the following eight questions directly from the final report found online at EMF Safety Network. Number one, why does the insurance industry recognize wireless radiation as a leading risk and has placed exclusions in their policies not covering damages by the pathological properties of electromagnetic radiation? Question two. Why do cell phone manufacturers have in the legal section within the device saying keep the phone at least 5 millimeters from the body? Question 3. Why have thousands of peer-reviewed studies, including the recently published U.S. Toxicology Program 16-year $30 million study that are showing a wide five range of statistically significant DNA damage, brain and heart tumors, infertility and so many other ailments been ignored by the Federal Communications Commission FCC. Question number four. Why are the FCC sanctioned guidelines for public exposure to wireless radiation based only on the thermal effect on the temperature of the skin and do not account for the non-thermal, non-ionizing biological effects of wireless radiation? Question number five. Why are the FCC radio frequency exposure limits set for the United States 100 times higher than countries like Russia, China, Italy, Switzerland, and most of Eastern Europe? Question number six. Why did the World Health Organization, WHO, signify that wireless radiation is a Group B, possibly carcinogenic to humans, category, a group that includes lead, thalidomide, and others? And why are some experts who sat on the WHO committee in 2011 now calling for it to be placed on the Group 1, which are known carcinogens? And why is such information being ignored by the FCC? Question number seven. Why have more than 220 of the world's leading scientists signed an appeal to the WHO and the United Nations to protect public health from wireless radiation and nothing has been done? Question number eight. Why have the cumulative biological damaging effects of ever-growing numbers of pulse signals riding on the electromagnetic sine waves not been explored, especially as the world embraces the Internet of Things, meaning all devices being connected by electromagnetic waves and the exploration of the number of such pulse signals that will be created by the implementation of 5G technology? End of quote. The study's findings are extremely long. Here are just a few of the main points, which actually pertain to all levels of EMF from 1G to 5G. Insurance companies rank 5G wireless and electromagnetic radiation as high health risk that could become more evident over time. Most insurance plans do not cover EMF as they have electromagnetic field exclusions. 
There are multiple antennas for 5G, 4G, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, and other wireless technology. All of these antennas continuously emit wireless radiation, which you are exposed to, even if you are not using a wireless device. When phones are used closer to the body than the manufacturer's stated distance, you could receive excessive radiation, including SAR specific absorption rate levels that violate government regulatory limits. This is confirmed by USA and international reports. These radiation levels have been linked to cancer and other major health issues. In the USA, the EPA Environmental Protection Agency, which is responsible for creating standards and laws promoting health of individuals and the environment, was doing EMF research in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. In the mid-90s, they were developing two-tiered guidelines on both thermal and biological effects. Funding was cut. And in 1996, the EPA was defunded from all work on EMF radiation. In the last two decades, there have been no scientific reviews of EMF research by any U.S. agency. In fact, the New Hampshire report states, quote, Just recently, in December 2019, the FCC determined that there was no need to review the radio frequency limits, end of quote. The USA FCC protection limits are based only on thermal or heating effects from short-term exposure. They are not based on non-thermal biological effects of long-term chronic exposure. The unique radiation vulnerability of children has never been scientifically studied. This means that no safety limits have ever been developed which adequately protect the public from long-term exposure to EMF radiation, including 5G. Countries outside of North America, including India, Russia, and China, have set their radio frequency exposure limits based on scientific studies. Their research included impacts on the nervous system, the immune system, the reproductive system, and DNA damage. The New Hampshire report states, quote, The FCC is considered a captured agency with undue influence by telecom. Several experts provided testimony to the commission detailing how several FCC commissioners have industry ties. End of quote. Even though EMF radiation is a form of environmental pollution that can have a negative impact on many aspects of the environment and wildlife, government agencies have omitted evaluation of scientific environmental studies. In a moment, I'll talk more about the damaging effects of 5G. The New Hampshire study and the full report, which is 390 pages long, are public information. You can get the full final report, including answers to the eight questions, by going to www.emfsafetynetwork.org. Scroll down, focus on the left-hand menu column, look for EMF Science, then scroll down to New Hampshire 5G Study Final Report. Let's talk about information currently known about the effects of 5G. The amount of radiation we will have to deal with now and in the future is a concern. Since the 4G network will not be going away and 5G will be in addition to the 4G network, the daily level of exposure to EMF radiation could become very high. I've previously touched on a number of known health issues. Fertility issues in both men and women have been linked to EMF radiation. 
Certain types of cancer have been linked to EMF radiation, such as brain cancer and breast cancer. Wireless radiation is pulsed radiation, which is erratic and irregular, that occurs over a long period of time and can have damaging cumulative effects. Since it's almost impossible to avoid high EMF emissions, there is a high risk of elevated levels of oxidative stress that can lead to many health issues, including heart issues, anxiety, depression, and Alzheimer's. MMW smaller wavelengths used in 5G are known to penetrate human tissue, your skin, up to 2 millimeters deep. This can lead to health issues including affecting the cornea of the eye. MMW is known to increase cellular stress, suppress immune system functioning, increase harmful free radicals, increase learning deficits, and possibly increase bacterial antibiotic resistance. Unfortunately, there's more. The latest data confirms that wireless technology has significant negative effects on humans, animals, plants, and insects. Many healthcare professionals and doctors have heightened concerns about the 5G network's biological effects. Safety testing simply has not been done on 5G technology. The only previous application of 5G frequencies has been in weapons technology. 5G frequency interaction with oxygen. There is a concern involving oxygen, the most fundamental molecule in the human body. Most frequencies of microwaves pass through oxygen with no issues and very little interaction. The 60 GHz frequency, which is a target frequency that devices are made to accommodate, reacts differently with oxygen. In fact, it is almost completely absorbed by oxygen molecules. This can potentially affect the interaction of oxygen with other molecules, such as hemoglobin globin molecules within the body's red blood cells. 5G signals are beamed. It is concerning that 5G signals are emitted or beamed differently than all previous wireless networks, including 4G. 4G and below all have evenly distributed electromagnetic field of radiation where each user and cell phone interacts with it. The 5G transmitting towers act differently because they target the user, not the device. The 5G EMF beams are concentrated and pointed at the user, which results in a much higher dose of radiation. Destruction of our healthy natural environment. The 5G MMW millimeter wavelengths travel shorter distances and are blocked by trees. This means that installation of the 5G network will result in trees being destroyed and our healthy natural living environment being destroyed as well. With unobstructed direct line of sight, 5G cell towers will take turns beaming radiation directly to anyone walking down the street using a 5G device. Electrical sensitivity. Physical sensitivity to EMFs is very real. Many people are becoming increasingly sensitive to EMF energy, resulting in worsening of existing health issues or causing new health issues including poor sleep or insomnia, fatigue, headaches, brain fog, reduced mental performance, ringing in ears or tinnitus, hives or rashes, pain, increased stress and anxiety levels, hormone imbalances, weakened immunity, and premature aging. Increased risks of neurodegenerative disease, ALS, amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, Parkinson's disease, and Alzheimer's disease have all been linked to higher levels of EMF radiation. Increased risk of heart disease. Radiation is a known risk factor for heart disease. 
Here's the URL to a very detailed article about 5G, including some relevant videos. www.childrenshealthdefense.org forward slash defender forward slash 5G dash harms dash humans dash animals dash plants forward slash. Here's the one minute recap. Here's what was just discussed in this episode. I talked about 5G in general. I talked about the 5G rollout and one recent 5G study deemed a landmark study. Then I talked about information currently known about the effects of 5G. I also included some URLs as resources that you might want to check out to learn more about 5G networks. Here's the bottom line. The topic of EMF radiation is not a small cut and dried kind of topic. When you add the 5G network into the mix, it becomes even bigger. 5G is being rolled out very quietly around the world without proper health and safety testing on humans, animals, and the environment. This is new technology that we don't know enough about, particularly when it comes to our health. We haven't been told enough about the effects. Many experts are comparing the 5G rollout and its marketing to the scenario that happened a few years ago with the cigarette and tobacco industry. The most important thing you can do for yourself is to learn all you can about EMF technology and find ways that work for you to protect yourself from the radiation that we are all exposed to. I urge you not to take my word for it, but to do your own research, your own due diligence. To get you started, I've included one or two resources for you. The Sugar Switch Podcast is a unique, informative, short, sweet, and to-the-point podcast program that tells it like it is. The aim is to inspire you and empower you to gain a new perspective about sugar, nutrition, and issues related to your health. Every episode is available on thesugarswitchpodcast.com and on Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, Blueberry, Google Podcasts, Podcast Index, Amazon Music, GeoSavin, Ghana, and on Android. I absolutely appreciate you, my friend. Thank you so much for joining me today, and especially for listening right to the end. Until next time, stay well, cultivate gratitude, and live the sweet life without refined foods and sugar. Bye for now. Thank you for joining Kathy on the Sugar Switch Podcast. If you would like to be free of sugar and relentless cravings, increase your energy all day, every day, reverse pre-diabetes, and totally avoid serious health issues like diabetes, inflammation, and heart and stroke issues, Kathy Orman would love to connect with you. Find out how the Sugar Switch system can help you be the healthiest you can be. Contact Kathy Orman at www.thesugarswitchpodcast.com. Tune in next week for more great info on the Sugar Switch Podcast. And we'd love it if you'd submit a review for the Sugar Switch Podcast. Thanks for tuning in.